0: Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you are impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Great to be with you this morning, Church. Today we're going to talk about faith. I want to give a statement to you. Um, I want to give you the, the the statement of the message right at the start, so that uh, you can sort of it can can wash it around in your mouth while we consider the scriptures uh, that we're going to use to, to, to talk about it further. And the statement's about faith and it says this, it says, Faith puts the intellect in possession of truth which reason cannot grasp by itself. And I think getting past reason is one of the great adventures that God invites us into in life because we, we live in reason, don't we? And um, And I think... I think, um, you know, the the Bible's full of great stories. and We're going to look at Hebrews 11 tonight, as you can imagine on this morning, wherever you are, uh, is, you know, that great chapter about faith. And and when we do, you'll you'll see it. One of the people mentioned that is um, Enoch. But let's go back to Genesis where it talks about Enoch before we look at, at Hebrews. And in Genesis 5, it says this. It says in verse 21, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah, after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked another with God, another three hundred years, and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty-five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. I don't know about you, but that sounds like the, the way to leave this planet, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think that you know? We, we, he walked with God, and he was not. He didn't die. God. God took him. That's an inspired life, I believe, worth considering. And it's that inspired in Scripture that his name gets in the great faith, chapter of Hebrews 11, in verse 5 and 6. It says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What an amazing testimony. Wouldn't that be great if that was inscribed on your, on your plaque, on, on your tombstone or on your, on your columbarium wall, or wherever it is, it says, here lies so-and-so, he pleased God. Amazing words. But then it goes on in 6, it says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, Of those who diligently seek Him. Last week we spoke about uh, our efforts for acceptance being futile, and our efforts out of acceptance being liberating. So why do we do it then? Why do we, why do we keep looking for reward for effort when it comes to the things of God? The reason that we do that, I believe is because it's an act of the mind. It's logical. You know, our lives are built on transactions where I give you something and you give me something. I give you some effort and you give me reward. And, uh, but here's, it's different with faith. See, faith is seen as we act out of an acceptance that we have not earned, but received it and accepted it when it was revealed to us. Hebrews says, God is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Remember, it says Him. It doesn't say they seek what, what He's got. They don't seek not, not just His power, not just His gifts, not just His peace. They seek Him, relationship with Him. And seeking God begins with acceptance that God is, that He is, and it's a, its an interesting thing. It's like it's—it's just—it's the other way of saying when God spoke spoke to Moses, you know, at the burning bush, he, and Moses said, "Who do I say sent me?" And He says, "I am." Tell them, "I am sent you." And we see in Hebrews when the writer of Hebrews speaks about God, He says, "He is." It's the same thing, isn't it? And we read one of the one of the great scriptures that that takes this further, that takes the faith aspect of of pleasing God further is Isaiah 55 and it says this it says seek the Lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon verse a for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are my ways your ways my ways says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Remember our first statement, faith puts the intellect in possession of truth which reason cannot grasp by itself. What truths can't we grasp, church? This is, a, this is the question. You know, faith can gives us access, access to these truths that we cannot grasp uh, easily with reason what are those truths well here it is it says god's thoughts cannot be grasped with reasons god's ways cannot be grasped with with reason eternity or the, or the heavens cannot be grasped simply with reason so by faith we become in possession of insight and foresight for an adventure that begins here and compounds or ends or lands in eternity. It's a beautiful picture. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Sarah conceived. By faith, Abel offered. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Moses, Joseph, Isaac, Jacob lived amazing lives. By faith, Jericho's walls fell. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing chapter that, Hebrews 11. And we know the great verse, the very first verse that says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let me tell you today, church, what faith is not. Faith's not an emotion. It's not a feeling that God exists. It's not something that bubbles up from the soul that makes you feel like everything's all right. It's not an opinion. It's not agreeing with the church mission. It's not nodding to the pastor as he gives the the message each week. It's not even what you know. In fact, you can only believe what you you don't actually know because as soon as you know it, you no longer believe it or not in the same way anyway. Faith, it's an intellectual climb. It's an ascent beyond reason. It's an ascent beyond the logical realm that we live in and it puts our intellect, remember, in possession of truth which reason cannot grasp by itself. The very best the mind can do, church, outside of faith, is to make future decisions based on their personal evaluated experiences and evaluating the experience they've seen in others. But what faith does is it connects two thoughts or two principles or two ideals or ideas uh, that that. that wouldn't have found each other, and and puts them, puts them within us in the intellect. Great example is life on earth and eternal life. It's very difficult to grasp eternal life through through our reason because uh, you know we we cannot see it, we cannot we cannot uh, we cannot experience it and communicate it in a way that that reason will accept. Another great one is that. This is the word of God. But then in John 1, it says that Jesus is the word of God. How can a person be the word? It's a, you know, these, we, these, these, these things of, of God require faith for, for us to grasp them beyond our intellect. You know, with something like eternity, with the truth of eternity, when it's re- when it is, we accept it when it is revealed, not when it is uh, reasoned. And, uh, you know, and, and what this enables us to do is ascend beyond the mind's capacity to embrace a truth of God that, uh, that the mind will only limit us in. Here's the problem with faith, though. It doesn't satisfy the mind, and our mind is always looking to be satisfied. The only way our mind can, uh, you know, can find contentment in faith is through its love for God. Because when we love God, we accept God. And as we do that, as, you know, as our love accepts God, we accept his ways and his thoughts and, and the heavenly concepts. And Jesus says this to Peter, doesn't he? He says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, of course I do. And Jesus says, well, feed my sheep. Our love for God, church, enables our mind to accept God's thoughts over ours. God's ways over ours. Heavenly goals over earthly goals. But this isn't, this isn't always that easy. It's not always easy, church, to, to accept uh, or to, to walk a journey of faith and accept God's ways and God's thoughts because ours take up so much of our time. And we saw this even with in John 20. We see this with, with Thomas who said, "Unless in verse 25, he says, "...unless I see his hands..." in his hands the print of the nails, and I put my finger into the print of that nails, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after some time, after eight days, uh, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them, and Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. God's calling us, I believe, to to be a, a people of faith not because there's some amazing thing about that word, but because he wants us to access his thoughts, which are higher than our thoughts. One of the most crippling things that we walk through in life is our own dealing with our own thought life. You know, even the, 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 the writer of Proverbs says, you know, that the, as a man thinketh, so he is. You know, we get caught in our thoughts, defining us And God's saying, please don't be defined by your own thoughts. He says, if you, if in faith, you follow me, I will show you my thoughts which are higher than your thoughts. You know, in our ways, we get, we get crippled by our own actions sometimes or we get pride by, by looking at our own greatness. And God's saying, if you, are, if you will just follow me and if you'll just take a step of faith in the direction of me, I will show you ways that give you an adventure that doesn't end in your life or your children's life or your children's children's life. I will give you an adventure that is eternal. See, church, by faith, we not only attain truth in a way that, that our intelligence or our minds cannot, cannot reason, but we will rise to actually meet God himself. You know, life is not a bunch of statements that we believe. You know, if you go on our website, uh, you can see uh, our statement of belief. And we, there's some 24 different things that we've, that we've stated as a, as a statement of belief so that if you have any questions about what this church uh, believes on certain things, you can sift through them and go, okay, I agree, I disagree. Or you can challenge them or accept them uh, through your own reading of the Scriptures. These things are important, but at the end of the day, God's not just calling us to his ways, to his thoughts and to eternal life and for for him to save us and set us free and to deliver us and heal us. He's actually calling us to himself, to have relationship with him. This is the great call of God. The great call of God is not that God can do things for you. The great call of God is that he wants to do life with you and not just life here on earth, eternal life. One of my favorite contemplations is that the jesus is contemplation jesus is the word the way the truth the life the door the light the great shepherd he is all of these things and more and there's there's many of them but there's a there's a challenge in contemplating these things because reason just doesn't satisfy jesus is the light Jesus is the door, he's the shepherd, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, he's the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and everything you know, that was made was made through him for, and by you know, all of these amazing um, poetic almost sounding, uh, sounding words there is, a, there is a substance to them that is beyond your reason and in faith We contemplate them, we meditate on them, and we seek the Lord to reveal his ways, his thoughts, the truth of those statements that we cannot grasp through reason alone. So today, church, I encourage you to take the time to contemplate these statements. Statements in the scriptures that do not sit well with you. I think a statement I said last week was that our doctrine or our beliefs say more about us than they do about God. Because we, when we go searching for God, we're, a lot of times we're not searching for God, we're searching for answers. So we, we seek an answer that we think God can give us. And, we, and I want to encourage you this morning that as we contemplate uh, God himself through the scriptures and, through, through, th- and, and, through, and in our prayer, that uh, he will reveal himself to us. And, and I encourage you to, to take the time, you know, take the time to, to contemplate and to grasp that Jesus is the word. Contemplate that Jesus is the truth. He is the way, he is the life, that the door, that he's the, he's the great shepherd, that the Lie. Contemplate these great, great statements that are so full of eternal life that they cannot just be read and accepted. They can be read and contemplated, and then the prayer is that in faith God will reveal the deep substance that is in each of them. Church, God wants to put you in possession of His thoughts, His ways, and His kingdom. And I invite you to take a step toward Him today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that in faith we can know more than we know. We can grasp things that we've struggled with our whole lives. We can grasp truths that that we've never been able to understand. So we thank you, Lord, and we just ask today that you would reveal more of your truth to us, more of your thoughts to us, Lord more of your ways to us, Lord. Open our eyes to your kingdom, to eternal life, to heavens, Lord. Help us to, to set our goals uh, in, in eternal life, Lord. So for every person hearing these words today, Lord, may your blessing and your favour be upon them, Lord. May your hope that is, that is in the return, Lord, of your son, Father, may your hope emanate from each of us as we do our so we give you thanks and we give you praise for your great word, for the leading of your spirit and for giving us life. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.